Welcome to The Root Podcast, a show about men and mental health, where we share stories of transformation and overcoming. I'm your host, Ruth Ann Kroll. Okay, today on the podcast, we have Fabian and Derek from Men's League, and they run a men's mental health community. So Fabian, Derek, tell us a little bit about what is Men's League and how did it all get started? We're a diverse group of like-minded men with support systems surrounding mental health, physical health, financial aptitude, and relationships. So we've built this community basically for men to become better. That's kind of our slogan, becoming better men. Mm -hmm. It's focused overall on mental health, but we focus on three sub-pillars that are built to kind of help you leverage those into improving your overall mental health. Mm -hmm. So as you mentioned, relationships, physical health, and financial yeah. So those are the three things we focus on. You get courses that you can do and that you it's self-work. They're dripped out over a year and mm-hmm. you can do this work to kind of help improve each one of those pillars. Yeah. Um, there's also community there. That's a big part of it, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And that's where guys get together and become vulnerable and share stories. And yeah. that's where the real magic happens. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really unique because I've seen men's groups pop up across the city. And then when I've been following, I think he's based out in Vancouver and it's more community based. So I really appreciate the fact that you're addressing multiple pillars and the financial and physical health um, and that sort of thing. So that's really amazing for your members to Yeah. I think yeah. it started for us like as a platform that we would use. Right. Right? Yeah. Fabian and I don't see us no, I'll let him speak for himself, but like to jumping into a community with heavy work and self depth work where it's like sharing amongst men, like we we really wanted to like have it so that you could come in and get your toes wet, you know, feel it out, take some courses, realize, open up your eyes, that sort of thing, rather than jump right into some intense breath work or group work or something like that. Soft startup. Cool. Yeah. I think that's so great because, yeah, something I realized after chatting with you guys is that you're addressing probably the majority of people, right? So because the stuff I follow, like you said, is like rather deep. And I think that can be intimidating for a lot of people. And not everyone's there yet and that's okay. And so I think that it's so great that you're opening a door to open up that conversation and it doesn't have to be intimidating. It doesn't have to be like super deep right away. Right. So I really appreciate that, right. what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It honestly would probably scare people away if, mm. if it was deep, deep, deep right off the hop. I mean, yeah. you have the option to do that. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things we're trying to do is to make this the new wave of gentlemen. Like, right. do we want that to be the new cool? I want mm-hmm. my nephew when he grows up to not think that he can't share his feelings and whatnot because it's not cool to do so. So yeah. it's about just changing the perception of society really on what mm-hmm. it means to be a man. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, like rather than jump in and do like, okay, let's start with childhood trauma. Right. It's like, hey, why don't we just talk about the relationships in yeah. general and yeah. relationships with yourself first and then yeah. slowly work up to that? I mean, yeah. we're going to get there, definitely. Totally. But it's a big step for guys to jump in and yeah. start doing that kind of work right away. Yeah. No, I so. I totally agree. So I totally appreciate that because I think it's going to hit home with a lot of guys out there. Yeah. We like hope so. It's... it's like you said, it's not something that they talk about on the regular to begin with. So to open up that conversation, make it a non-intimidating one and something just like guy talk, but a little bit more intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's it. I mean, guy talk is a, a slogan that we thought about for our community. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. But, but decide against it for a few reasons, um, which we <laughs> don't share on the show. <laughs> but yeah, no, and that's what it is, right? Just like Phoebe and I grew up playing sports and finding ourselves in different rooms with often a lot of guys and mm-hmm. real conversations were never being had. Yeah. So that's what it comes yeah. back to is just the fact of mm-hmm. trying to normalize these conversations of like, hey, I'm, my relationship is struggling or sure. I'm feeling a lot of anxiety or I'm battling with depression or, you know, I'm in yeah. money trouble or yeah. I'm not sleeping well or all these different things that guys mm-hmm. Normally, we just want to talk about sports, cars, and girls. Yeah. But never does that stuff come up. Right. Or very rarely, I would mm-hmm. say, in our experience anyways. And mm-hmm. so this is a platform to do that. Mm-hmm. Make it okay. More accessible and like more digestible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah. You know, start the process. Even like I think I said to you before, it's just making them aware that we can have those conversations. Yeah, it's okay. That and it's I okay. Think for sure. And to see and hear it done more often, I think warms people up. Even if you're observing the conversations, I think really helps to 
plant that seed. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Anything to add, Fabian? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, Derek and I have been talking about this for a long time. We, we echo a lot of the same words. Mm-hmm. It's clear growing up how we have. And I don't want to talk too much about it because I think there's some things I'm going to save for later. But I'm having conversations on the daily and we've mm-hmm. come up with this concept and we're still struggling to to get it. Like guys know we've created this, that we've been friends with for years yeah. and they're still not ready to. And, and I knew that when we started this, this isn't going to be overnight. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be done in a year or two years. It's going to take time of more guys seeing more guys share as it gets socialized and you start to see people not making fun of you for doing stuff like that. And mm-hmm. guys start to lessen that grip, I guess, that society has on yeah. you. I think then you'll start to see the change. And, and we've already seen a little bit here and there, right? I think one of the things Derek really hit that we talk about a lot is that, yeah, when you're in a group of guys, that's not the first topic of conversation that comes up. Yes, do guys share stuff? Yes, once in a while. It's usually more in a one-on-one setting. And Derek's correct. We don't generally, that's not the topic of conversation. Like even when people are going through traumatic stuff, like we just don't generally talk about it. Hmm. I use the word generally because there's always exceptions. You know, there's guys that do share. I've always thought that I was a sharer of emotion and stuff. But even in my own personal story, I come up with many situations where I wasn't, even though I thought I was a more open type of guy. So Mm. who knows? Like, I think Derek said it again, is that we know we need this, right? Mm. Like we were sitting there as a couple guys that you would look at and be like, oh, you guys are doing okay. I don't think a lot of people are looking at me like you're struggling. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we struggle with our own things. And I think everyone struggles with their own things. It's just about how you can get it off your shoulders. So you're not struggling alone, you know? Mm, get it off your shoulders. Yeah. I've chatted with a lot of people about that and just the act of sharing can just really lighten the load. It's like, I can breathe again. Like I'm not suffocating. It's so simple, but it's so hard, isn't it? To step into that vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And we we say that often too, just share, like just find somebody to have a conversation with and it'll make such a big difference. Mm -hmm. But that in itself is such a big leap. Yeah. Yes. Obviously, I very much love this topic. But yeah, I would love for you to share your own personal journey. Like how does your own personal story link with creating this membership community? And as you said, you're building something that you would have liked or that you need for your own selves. So I'd love for each of you to share your own story as it relates to men's league. You know, we've done this a couple of times and I'm starting to get a little bit better with my timeline of how this actually happened. So hopefully I I do it justice and I don't talk too long, but beginning for me would have been about four years ago. I was at a lunch meeting with a gentleman and he goes to all these kind of little mini retreats, no phones, no nothing. And he would always come back and be like, oh man, this is crazy experience. Like people are getting emotional, like not being able to speak. And then we started talking about how men generally are worse at that. They have a harder time sharing. And and him and I kind of discussed possibly creating a retreat for men for that exact purpose to try and open up a space for men to start being more vulnerable and whatnot. And that kind of like most ideas kind of just fizzled out and mm-hmm. conversations kind of died. And then 2019 happened, a uh, crazy, crazy year for me and probably for a lot of people. But uh, I had three people that were fixtures in my life in different ways all pass away. So I had a good buddy from high school. He passed away. He kind of moved into a different phase of his life, one that I'd kind of left, you know, we were partying and mm-hmm. I was kind of doing less of that and he was trying to do more of it. And he got caught up with some bad stuff and he passed away and, and he was such an impactful guy. You know, he had such a way of relating to people, mm-hmm. such a social atmosphere about him. He was just an amazing businessman and just a great networker. And I always respected him for that and how he he went about his life. And then one of my other buddies, an older friend, met through my cousin and some of the older guys that kind of like shaped who I am and helped me. He was one of the nicest guys of all time and he was dying from cancer. None of us even knew mm-hmm. um, until he was gone. And then like even his best friends and people didn't know about this. And that was just very impactful. And, and similar to the first gentleman, the funeral is just the amount of people there and to hear all the impact that they had and the things they're doing for the church and the stuff they did for the culture scene. And then lastly, my uncle, you know, he passed away, great man. And just the way he raised his two boys, I always admired the patience and the manners that his two young sons had the same age as me. I should call them young sons. We're kind of <laughs> old now, but uh, just watching his, the bedside manner of them and how their family interacted and how he took time to enjoy 
family life, even though he was quite successful businessman and to see his funeral and all the accomplishments he had made, like from the university and the models they'd named after him and to hear professors talking about him and to see these three great men now gone and not have the ability to speak, not have the ability to make change or affect the world anymore and mm-hmm. just gone. And not just that, the aftermath of how it affected other people, mm-hmm. you know, to see the family that my high school friend left behind, to see the guys who I grew up with, the older guys, see them break down and be upset because they didn't even know their best friend had cancer. They couldn't even help and be angry at him because why didn't he let them in to that? And yeah, I just, I left all of those funerals and I'm a, I'm a thinker. And I left all those funerals kind of in this state of reflection, constantly being like, you know what, what am I really doing here? Like, what am I doing with my life, with my skill set? How am I affecting the world? You know, these guys don't have the opportunity to affect the world anymore, but I do. So, you know, what could I do better? And during the same, that same year, I'm going through a divorce. So here I am constantly now thinking, well, man, like you never draw it up like I'm going to get a divorce. Mm -hmm. You don't go into anything thinking that. And here I was on my own now, no wife. I'm in my mid thirties. These guys are passing away and I'm thinking like, what am I doing here? So that was what got it started for me. And really at at New Year's, we were at Derek's house and we're having some nice food. It was four gentlemen, Derek, myself and, and two of our good buddies and we we're just eating and then the topic kind of just got, got brought up and based on the reaction that they were giving me, I, I generally like to feed off people. I just said, you know, what? I'm going to make a company called Men's League and you know, it's New Year's, we're having drinks and us. I'm like yeah. a couple deep here <laughs> and I, you know, I'm feeling real loose and confident. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to start a company. I mean, how many businesses did I say I was going to start on New Year's throughout my life? <laughs> but to be fair to Derek, I mean, he kind of, la- I'll let him tell his side of it, but he kind of latched on quite heavily and we stayed up till five in the morning kind of discussing it. And then mm-hmm. Again, I don't think I thought it was really going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then he kept kind of sticking with me. And to tie it very quickly is the the older gentleman's wife threw a party to celebrate his birthday. Obviously, he was gone. And she stood up in the middle of his birthday and was just like, the last thing he said to me was, I'm going to make this my greatest comeback ever. She looked at all of us and she's like, you know, I'm challenging each of the guys in this room. Like, if you're sitting on an idea, do it. If you haven't said something to someone you care about, say it. She's like, make this year the greatest year of your life, like the greatest comeback for you guys. And like all the men are like man tearing and sucking it in. And I'm sitting there like, I'm thinking she's talking right to me. I'm like, I'm sitting on this idea, motivated by her now passed away husband. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, she's talking to me. I thought she knew the idea already. I thought someone already came in and told her. So yeah, I told her about the idea that night and she said, you have to do this. Like you have to just, and I said, then I said to Derek, I said, even if we just do one event, I have to try and do something. So, Mm -hmm. and then obviously COVID happened and then it shifted the entire, Mm -hmm. our entire event and idea went out the window and now here we are. So that's my, I tried to keep that as short as I can. It's a tough story to to Mm -hmm. shorten, but Mm -hmm. that's how it came about for me. So still no vent. Still no vent yet. Soon to come, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is funny and we're excited about it because that is, it's like we've pivoted so much and it that is such a big part of what we thought this to be right. is like getting men in a room and like sharing that community, sharing that space yeah, and, you know, generating conversations around the things that we normally wouldn't talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's been almost what, a year and a half, even if not more since that dinner wow. and still waiting our event. So I'm excited to get that going. I think that will, when we have a chance to get our hands on the community and on the men, I think that's where we're going to see a big kick in participation and understanding and kind of commitment to the process. Yeah. I think it's cool though, because you've launched it during COVID times and you've started this community. So you've gained a following already. So I think launching the event will be that much more impactful. So, yeah, maybe in think, hindsight it was the right way to do it. Yeah, maybe maybe think, you should have been this way first and then event. <laughs> I think <laughs> time it's will tell. Great. Yeah. yeah, time will yeah. tell. But hopefully it, by the end of this year, yeah, is our goal to have that first event, and it'll mm-hmm. be a pretty powerful moment for us. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Significant. It will come a little bit full circle, at least like from the original vision. So yeah. totally. Yeah. 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 Well, I'd love to hear your story, Derek. How it ties into the vision of Men's League. Yeah. So. Obviously, Fabian covered a lot with it. It's a, it's a powerful story. And so I kind of tee up with the New Year's Eve dinner. That's mm-hmm. kind of where I get first exposure to the idea and yeah. what this company looks like. And right away, it just spoke to me. Like mm-hmm. it just, 
when he said it, it, I just knew it was right. Yeah. And I think that stems from a lot of the things I've dealt with kind of in my 20s, like as a young adult, going through a lot of different things like struggles physically with Mm -hmm. my physical health Mm -hmm. and also a divorce Mm -hmm. at a young age, married and divorced by the time I was 28. So Mm -hmm. there was a lot of interesting years in my 20s that really impacted me and I really Mm -hmm. carried a lot with. And in a way, I didn't necessarily learn, like I learned a lot. And I didn't necessarily learn what to do or how to do it. I just learned that I needed more help. Right. And that I needed more of a community. And I needed people that I could lean on through these tough hurdles that you face in life. Yeah. And that to me was the awakening of like, okay, yes. Like not only A, does this sound like something I would love to join, but B, I know it's going to make an impact on people because I've been through it and I know other people go through this stuff and financially as well. I know it'll make a difference. So that to me was such a, it was like a no brainer almost in a way. I was like, oh my God, what a brilliant idea. Like this is, if I was 23 again and I heard this, all over it. Yeah. All over it. Just a win, win, win around. Because it's hard to, it's like we talked about, it's hard to take that first step. Even within family and close friends, like people that I really, really care about and trust have been in my life for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I still wasn't sharing some of the intimate details of Mm -hmm. what I was going through. Mm-hmm. So that brilliant night, it all came to fruition and the idea was born. And I, like I said, it was like, wow, I'm all in right away. So amazing. Yeah. I'm curious if you're open to sharing, like when you're going through that difficult season for both of you, if you did end up reaching out to people around you or how did that process look like for you in terms of leaning into vulnerability during those painful times? Mm, slow, yeah. <laughs> slow process. <laughs> Thinking back on it, I remember this when I was telling my dad that my wife and I were going to split up mm-hmm. and it was right at the end, like I was already moved out and I was mm-hmm. already starting that new chapter in a way. Yeah. And that conversation was so, so difficult to have. There was so much emotion around it. You know, like Phoebe said, you don't get married to get divorced. And I thought of myself as such a failure. So it was very, very difficult to lean into it. To me, it became apparent that I wasn't myself anymore. And it was like really weighing on me. And even my dad was like, okay, what's Mm. up? Like, Mm. what's going on? You know, Mm. and I wasn't myself. So understanding that it started to like affect me at work with my family, other relationships in my life was a big point of me being like, okay, now it's time to do something about this Mm -hmm. and share that story and see what happens, right? Because you're doing it for the first time. So you don't really know what the result is going to be. Yeah. So it's this uncertain world, but it's all you have really at that point because the struggling can be so tough. Yeah. It's It's like, like, what's worse? Yeah, really. I can't go on any further like this. So I need to do something. Yeah. So you start to share and bang, it goes. What was your thought process when you first decided to share? Like obviously it was maybe scary, but then you realize the potential benefit of it. Like what, were you still kind of terrified or? Yeah, I just had to blurt it out. Just like, here it is. Yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> like no more small talk, yeah. nothing. Just like, hey, dad, this is it. Yeah. And you can't like throw the ball up in the air and maybe see and wait and wait for the right time. There's never the right time. Just go and do it. Mm-hmm. It has such a powerful impact. I think that yeah. if I could pass that advice on to anybody, that would be it. Just do it. Just do it. Just I love that. It. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Fabian? How is your, yeah, well, just process doing that? It, it's interesting you brought this up because I just realized I missed a huge part of my story. So it, it ties right into that is obviously that year, I've always prided myself on being a man of logic and kind of in control. I've been a, a man of love people. So I'm always kind of hearing people's problems and trying to help them through it. And I think for me, what I failed to mention in the original story, which was a big thing for me in Mensley, is I was suffering from these panic attacks near the end of that 2019. So after all of that trauma, in terms of losing those three people, after going through that divorce, I thought I was fine. Because again, it was an amicable divorce, so both happy about it. And then I thought I dealt with the grief of people passing as I was doing. But then I started having what I deemed as a heart attack at the mm-hmm. time. I literally thought I was dying. Mm-hmm. Something that brings you to your knees, you know, can't breathe. It's like you're taking too much air and then you can't catch your lungs back up. Sharp pain through your chest. And that happened like seven times before I went oh. to the doctor. <laughs> so, wow. you know, and it wasn't until it happened in public, public that I really was like, okay, this isn't good. And at the same time, I I used to be an athlete. I I use the term used to very strongly because I watched myself decline physically in terms of 
just normal movements. I wasn't able to, my back was in bad shape. I was limping around places. I was questioning whether I'd be able to play with my nieces and nephews, play with my own kids if I ever had them. And I started thinking like, what am I doing with my life? So it wasn't until I got humbled by those panic attacks where then I started talking about it. And I really considered going to talk to somebody about it. But even just talking about it with people really helped me. And I haven't had one in the longest time. Like I don't even remember the last time I had one. So obviously talking helps in some degree. And as Derek just said, and the biggest piece of advice is that we as humans are so wrapped up in thinking that people care or they think we're a loser or this, this and that if we do that. And it's like, like you think back to when you were a kid and you didn't want to wear the big boots because it was winter time and mm-hmm. you wanted to look cool or you didn't want to have your jacket done up and like no one cares, man. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, you're going to grow up. I tell the kids I used to coach all the time in 10 years, you're going to be gone and all this little jibba jabba stuff that's getting you upset right now, you're going to look back and not even remember it. So just try and be the best person you can and, and try and move forward. Like, cause really it's not important. There's like a handful of people whose opinions should matter. And those people care about you and they're not going to be upset or think you're a loser because you didn't button up your jacket. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just talk to someone. It helps. And the thing with men's league is I don't want, and Derek mentioned the 24 year old, I don't want you to be 35 to have to remember that. I don't want you to have to go through the experiences to have to be like, okay, it's cool to be able to share your feelings. Mm -hmm. You should be able to, we should be teaching kids this and not just men, women too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where our globalistic view of this is at some point is to help get help for women and for the youth, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think there's three different dynamics here. And if we can get all three working in the same direction, I mean- hopefully the world's a much better place, right? I think that's so great. And I think you touched on a really great point because there's so many things that we're not taught at a young age, which just makes me so irritated. (laughs) And one of them is communication skills and then labeling and managing our emotions. And those kind of go hand in hand. But I think that's so great that I would love to see men's league expand to the youth population because it's so needed. It's so needed. And yeah, with women too. And then men and women communicating together as well. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's coming. It's coming. We're, we're <laughs> Which, just trying to get our hands wrapped around this one first. Yeah. And, then yeah, we'll, uh, sure. and then we'll shift our focus. You bring up a good point though, like labeling emotions. Yeah. And emotions is one thing. But even mm-hmm. we were meeting this morning with a finance guy. It's like labeling what good money is and labeling what this means and mm-hmm. labeling, you know, like yeah. labeling how to eat properly or labeling how to sleep, like just general education mm-hmm. of the basics has been, I feel like totally missed on. Fundamentals of life, yeah. man. And like, like here we are at 35 and we're like yeah. learning all this stuff, like what's important and what's this, what's that? And it's like, okay, well, this would have been great 10 or 15 years totally. ago. That's like literally what totally. men's league is, yeah. is mm. kind of fundamentals on these core pieces that yeah. all wrap together, help your men. Like right. we, he just touched on the finance one. It's uh-huh. like, we're 35. Again, we had decent jobs. We kind of have a little bit of money, but it's like, what have we really done with it? Are we doing the right things? Right. And no one's talked to us about these things. We're putting this in front of ourselves now being like, holy smokes. And then you think about the physical side. We have our physical coach was showing us the first teeny little bit of his mobility course. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that we can't even move properly. Mm -hmm. As ex-athletes who are not in bad shape, we we can't even move our bodies properly. We're so sedimentary with the seats and the chairs that we sit in on a regular basis as human beings. And we're not meant to sit or stand for that much time. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy that the little basic things that we're not doing at the sub level of human beings, like it's crazy. Completely, completely agree. Thousand percent agree. Yeah. We need to get back to the basics and like build a strong foundation of health. Right. And I know you're the focus of what you're doing is more around men and mental health, but it's like, well, what does that mean? What does that look like day to day? And we need to talk about all of the pillars. Like you said, the finances, the physical health, and then the emotional health, which is in my mind really tied to the physical health. Cause as you mentioned, you were experiencing panic attacks after all of that trauma, right? Like yeah. the body keeps score. And it's a direct correlation. Yeah. They're yeah. all, that's the thing yeah. we've learned is that we started, this thing's changed so many times. Like <laughs> mental health has now risen above because we see that as the end game. But, but mm-hmm. before it was four pillars right. and they all, like anytime we talk about physical, him and I both, if we're not running or working out, it affects our mood. It affects our mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in financial debt or you're struggling to pay the mortgage or mm-hmm. you can't get the groceries, or you can't feed your kids and like that is going to stress you mentally. Mm -hmm. And these things all touch each other. Like it's not relationships. If you're going through a breakup, you're going through divorce, like Mm -hmm. these can affect your mental. Like 
And mm-hmm. all of them can affect all of them. It's not just all directly to mental health. So that's why we pick them, really. Yeah. The pillars is we yeah. start to look at our lives and look at what could we do tangibly right. to try and become better. And that's yeah. why we had to pick these pillars because we uh-huh. like, well, what can we actually do to move the dial and help people start to try and actually get 1% better every yeah. day? So, yeah, I love that approach. And I think a lot of people discount that because we live in such a black and white thinking. Like we have to go all or nothing. And realistically, long-term sustainably, I agree with the 1% approach for most people most of the time, depending on what you're working on. But like when we're talking about overall health, yeah, baby steps, like you said, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'd love to jump over to, because I had the privilege of jumping into one of your clubhouse conversations, which I think you did such a fantastic job facilitating. So I would love for you guys to chat about how do you create safe spaces for men to share and feel comfortable doing that? I'll talk personally first, because I think that's how I organically do it. My vision is if you, I go back to the Peter Parker, Spider-Man quote, with great power comes great responsibility. I've been blessed and lucky my whole life. I've played on the sports teams. I got invited to the parties, but I was also a nerd. You know, I loved playing video games. I like playing magic cards with the geeks that you would call. So I've always had a soft place in my heart from all different angles. And I've never had a problem sharing mostly mm-hmm. other than the panic attacks, but we won't bring that up. That was a little <laughs> <laughs> but anything that I actually deem to be something I need to share, I've never usually had a problem with that and depth of relationships with people. Mm-hmm. So my thing to making people comfortable is just giving them a piece of myself. So I try to humble myself and put a story of myself out there to show them that, hey, you know what, like this guy's able to do it. So why can't I? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the approach I've tried to take with Men's League. We have our Man Talk Monday initiatives. I tried to be the first to do it and it was hard. I did not enjoy it. Yeah, (laughs) I had to pull teeth to get this one to do it, (laughs) but he did it. And again, it was well received and full credit to all the guys who have done it. And I hope more guys that hear this will do it. The more guys we get doing it, the easier it becomes. But the best feeling I've gotten from doing Mensley has been the guys who have done the man talks and coming back to us and being like, man, like, thank you so much for like that space to allow me to like get that off my chest. And like hearing guys say that just made it all feel like we were actually doing the right thing, which is, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, I can't tell you how awesome and cool it feels to get that message. So I think that's that's the way we're trying to do it. We're just trying mm-hmm. to showcase and celebrate the ones who are willing to share and hopefully that'll encourage more guys to be able to do so. Yeah. I love what you touched on there leading with your own vulnerability. And I think that creates a great deal of trust with your community is like, Oh, if he is willing to do it, like I trust him, like he's willing to do it. It's not like he's encouraging us to do it, but he's not in the ring with us. So I love that you touched on that. Yeah. I mean, in that conversation, I've only attended one now, but I'm looking forward to attending more. I think you guys did such a great job of holding space for so many different perspectives and experiences. And I really, yeah, I really appreciated how you handled that conversation. That's kind of what's about, right? Like you can, everyone has a different perspective, a different story and a different viewpoint of certain struggles Mm -hmm. and sharing those stories just allows others to hear it and think of it differently or think of it the exact same way and be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm not alone. Yeah. You know, it's good. The clubhouses are open to the public. Mm -hmm. So not considered a, like a men only private space, but there's been such growth there. There's been such growth there. Well, that's my favorite part of the clubhouse is it is a community where we, we have the the female presence there. And I think Mm -hmm. it's awesome to get that different perspective on all different situations, whether it's men's mental, like we have this one amazing single mom that comes all the time from the States who raised three boys, but her perspective on raising three boys and giving them her guidance and her direction and how they reacted to her is such a cool dynamic that we wouldn't get if we just had it so mm-hmm. yeah hopefully anyone listening to this will join us wednesdays eight o'clock clubhouse yeah. if you've got an iphone we got room for you yeah get that's in a there. plug in you see that so yeah. good <laughs> take it from me <laughs> yeah it was a really great experience there's yeah there's room for everybody and you can just sit back and listen if you want or you can participate and yeah i'm still learning the ropes of the clubhouse but we'll get you up on <laughs> we got stage you, here soon we got you, yeah. girl. especially after today there's gonna be yeah very few excuses <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair fair okay i'll take that yeah 
But yeah, what's your take, Derek, on just facilitating that safe space in different settings? So whether it's clubhouse, like your own, the men's league community, right? other settings. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the story of if you build it, they will come mm-hmm. hasn't really been the case hmm. with us in this situation. Like, yeah. yes, we're getting there, but we've built a few different various types of platforms where mm-hmm. we can, you know, encourage vulnerability Mm -hmm. and start having these conversations surrounding some of the taboo topics that men people don't talk about often Mm -hmm. the clubhouse has been a great success the man talk monday has been a great success and within our community we have men sharing as well stories Mm -hmm. and you can meet other men and communicate with them one-on-one you Mm -hmm. know it's kind of like a great place for men to meet and we have it broken out by pillar Mm-hmm. inside the community okay. so Very if cool. you're looking at relationships or physical yeah. health you jump into the forum right. and you can explore what are the guys talking about yeah you know what can i relate to where do i want to poke my voice into and mm-hmm. share a story or that sort of thing so mm-hmm. it's been good on all three fronts i think it's been a learning experience for us and to be honest one of our greatest challenges in all of this is creating those spaces where men feel comfortable yeah whether it is in front of women over an iPhone, whether mm-hmm. it's in a chat room online, whether it's a, a Man Talk Monday video in front of your own iPhone when you're alone, or whether it's mm-hmm. a private email to us sharing a story or, you know, like we're trying to find that balance of, because everyone's different, yeah. right? Everyone has their own way that they feel comfortable mm-hmm. or they find that space to be comfortable to start talking about this. Mm-hmm. And so to facilitate those different platforms, I think has been our biggest challenge and to see what is most used what's, you know, what's best responded to in yeah. that sense. Going off of that, what have people responded to the most? Like what have you gotten the most amount of feedback from? Just like with all the different platforms and I would say Man Talk Monday. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Man Talk Monday for sure. Yeah. Well, I was sitting on a patio on 17th Avenue and people walk by, they're like, We love the Man Talk Mondays. That's awesome. Whoa. Like Right? That's so awesome. I swear one day, I actually think I saw Casey and I didn't know him at the time, but then I saw him like circle back to Mad Talk Mondays and like, I think he was on the clubhouse too. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I recognize that person. Yeah. 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 It is that, it's that vulnerability. It's that rawness to it almost, you know, where like you put your face to your name, Mm -hmm. to your story and you're putting it out there. Yeah. And so it's, I think it's the biggest hurdle that men have to jump over. But it's also the most rewarding and it's gotten the best feedback for sure. That's so great. And kind of want to like dig into the Man Talk Monday because it's such a leap as you were mentioning because yeah, like we're opening up this space, you're dipping your toe in, like we're starting these conversations. But I think that one is a little bit more on the vulnerable side. So I guess, yeah, I'm just curious about that and like who's coming forward and what does it take some time for people to kind of warm up to the idea? What does that look like for yeah. you guys? Well, I'm starting with us. I mean, Fabian was yeah. our fearless leader. <laughs> he went out and killed it. And it was hard for me, for yeah. sure. And it is a challenge. There's yeah. a certain level of comfortability, something like that, with yourself that you have to like, yeah. you know, some peace of mind that you have to be able to, okay, I'm going to share this story and share mm-hmm. these inner thoughts. And, you know, at the beginning, it was the guys that you would expect it to, the guys that are already comfortable with mm-hmm. that, with themselves, with where they're at and with certain situations and with their learnings and that they want to share. And they may have been sharing already. Right. But as time's gone on, you're seeing now other men step up and be like, wow, he shared that. I have a story very similar, but it's a little different. I don't want to share it. Yeah. You've literally seen strangers because most of them now are strangers. We've yeah. never met them. Like they, cool. we don't know them. And it's not like it's our buddies up there and we're giving them 50 bucks or something, you know, like it's, this is a real movement. Like it's actually happening. Yeah. Like people are more than 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> people yeah, are coming yeah. to us being like, I want to do that. Wow. I want to do that. And based off of the other videos that they're seeing. Hmm. So in our minds, we're like, this is exactly what we, what we wanted is men sharing a story yeah. and influencing other men and saying yeah. like, it's okay. And we're going through these same struggles. Mm -hmm. And so it's been great. And the ball is rolling, like it's snowball effect. And yeah, we're just super excited. Like the next one I think is going to be good. Ooh, is it already (laughs) in the queue? Well, no, as I said that, I realized I think I'm up next. (laughs) But there's another, another next one that's also going to be really good. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just about that. And like they're coming out of the woodworks now of people that are being like, awesome initiative. I want to help. That's so awesome yeah and i think it's just gonna like the more people you have on and the more diverse stories you have like it's just gonna like align with so many more people yeah that story i was just saying it was about we had one on child abuse 
and mm. being abused as a child. Mm-hmm. And then the next guy I think was I like, saw that one. Yeah. yeah, the next guy stepped up out of nowhere. He's like, Oh, I want to talk about spousal abuse. Wow. And yeah, so, I saw so that like one too. he that was, like, that was like, huge for me yeah. to watch that. I was like, What? Yeah. And then nobody talks about that right? one. And we've had porn addiction. Yeah. We've had obviously breakups and trust yeah. and communication, all these different things, but there's no script. Yeah. We're just like, tell us what you want to talk about yes, and come and share it. Totally. It's been super cool to see. Yeah. And our, and our thought is to follow up with some of the stories and bring yeah. them on the podcast and do mm-hmm. a deeper dive if they're willing to share. So yeah. we got a couple in the lineup that are, are coming back out. So awesome. look forward to that. The Ooh. people have responded to the Man Talk Mondays. Yes. And yeah, not just men but everybody. So wow. we're excited about to keep that initiative them. going. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're great. Yeah. I know you guys mentioned one of the biggest things that holds people back from crossing that line. Really, I almost see it as an invisible line when you cross over with that vulnerability, like with you and your dad talking about your divorce and like panic attacks. Right. And so, yeah, like ego being a huge component in that equation. And what have you observed and what have you experienced in terms of ego, like just really being a force to hold people back? Well, I mean, just to go back to the sharing part with ego, I I think one of the craziest things that I've learned is that I've sat in a room with 20 of my closest friends that pounded the table for this initiative and asked me how many of them have given me a man talk Monday to this day. Mm -hmm. So what I've learned is this is going to be a lot harder of an uphill climb than I originally anticipated. Because when you're sitting there with some of your closest friends and they're pounding the table saying, this is, we need this. Mm -hmm. This is an idea we want. Yeah. And they've supported it in various ways. But when it came time to go across that line and to look the camera in the face and to be the champion, when that's what you are, really, Mm -hmm. every guy that steps in front of that camera and shares a story is a champion for this initiative Mm -hmm. because you're showing other men that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay for us to share these stories that we deem as weaknesses in front of the public. There's that taboo feeling that you're not good enough or you're soft or you're, you know, whatever. And we need those champions. So. What I've learned is that this is going to be a long battle because, like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to take a year. We're just going to take one guy at a time, one guy at a time, one guy at a time until guys see that as normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the youth has always been in the back of my mind mm-hmm. while creating this movement is that I know that for real change to be affected, we're going to have to at some stage bring this down to a younger level mm-hmm. and get at the youth, the young boys, the young girls, and talk to them about life. Yeah. And, you know, talk to them about the pressures that they're going to face. Talk to them about how it's okay. And no one, when you're, I'm telling you right now, when you're 35, no <laughs> one is going to care yeah. how cool your boots looked in grade nine. I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now. So it's like, it's just going to be a challenge. And we welcome that. I think we always knew it would. But I mean, for a second, you get that false sense of security thinking, oh, yeah, everyone's going to jump on. This is going to be easy. And then it's like, the go button goes and you, you realize the first few Man Talk Mondays, it was like scraping the barrel. Like, like I said, this guy over here, <laughs> I did mine and he was like, yeah, like maybe we'll just like hold off. I was like, get on the mic <laughs> and record the, the thing. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, if him and I are struggling to do it, that's mm-hmm. where I think I did my most learning. I was like, mm-hmm. if we're struggling, I can't expect the guys that aren't even building this business to be like, oh yeah. I'll do it for sure. But like, as he said, each time, each time it's getting better. We're getting guys coming to us now. Before it was like, I was like cornering my friends at parties and be like, hey man, like, uh, (laughs) remember that Men Talk Monday initiative, bro? (laughs) That stuff you told me last week? And they'd be like, I'm not ready. I'll be like, okay, cool. Talk to you later. It's almost like we have to now, because there's been a lot of opportunity of support for us and Uh for the initiative so far. And it's almost like we almost need to write it in the contract. We will accept your help, but you have to do a Men Talk Monday. (laughs) Like, you know, it's a part of our negotiations now yeah. because people can very easily support us mm-hmm. and feel like they're doing something or mm-hmm. feel like, but without actually mm-hmm. making the steps themselves. It's like so, skin in the game, different right? kind of skin in right? the right? game. Right, yeah. And sometimes so. people get fixated on the story. That's why I get a lot from the right. guys like, well, I don't have something like that to share. It's that impactful. And I'm like, it's not really about the story. It's about you being willing to show other men that it's okay to talk about yes. stuff. It doesn't have to be the yeah. most dramatic story. There doesn't have to be death involved. There doesn't have to be, you know, loss involved. It mm-hmm. could literally just be something that you don't normally talk about yeah. and you're willing to share it so other guys can see you sharing it. Mm-hmm. And I need guys from all walks of life. I need the banker. I need the athletes. I need the hockey guys. I need the basketball guys, the football guys. I need the nerds. I need every single type of guy mm-hmm. to come out and share. Mm-hmm. If we want to make a difference and we want to make a change because mm-hmm. people are going to latch on to what they can relate to. 
So other nerds want to yeah. see that nerd be the first one to do Absolutely. it. You know, other athletes want to see more athletes do it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at. More businessmen, more lawyers. I need every type of man and every type of situation and every issue to come out in public. So we can stop, mm-hmm. as Derek mentioned, talking about the same three topics mm-hmm. every time we go out. You know, right. who, I, I who, think yeah. the biggest thing is ego though, right? To tie yeah. back to your question, like, right. there's a big sense of ego. And like Fabian mentioned earlier, like, you don't want to come across as weak or you don't want to be seen as weak or, Mm -hmm. and that's something that men I think have been struggling with for a long time or maybe not even struggling. It's just how we really are in a sense, you know, be a man, man up, you know, and that sort of thing. And it's been hard for men to share their true feelings of Mm -hmm. what they're going through for, for a long time. So it stems back to ego and, and how that affects their ability to do that. Yeah. You know what's cool about the ego? Sorry to, to jump in again. Oh, great. Yeah. The ego thing has been crazy on this journey because where we are now, I find myself constantly sometimes knowing that I'm having a battle with my ego mm-hmm. while situations are happening. Whereas before, I never used to be aware of it. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because we talk about this a lot or because we get exposure to psychologists and we've gone deep into the why a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm older. Maybe it's all of the above. But I'm constantly like... Fabian, you know this is your ego. And we're literally having that shoulder-to-shoulder talk where the one guy's like, be mad, be annoyed. And then the other guy's like, come on, bro. You know this is stupid. You look, know? At, look at that. That's great that. growth, man. Yes. Holy Same, cow. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you're, you're aware of these battles mm-hmm. real time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like which is while crazy. they're happening, you're like, Maybe oh, not this all is the time. one of those things. Maybe not all the time, no, 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 but no. there are times. Like today it happened. Like it happens. But like mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, it never happened. Never. That's so great. I'd just like to acknowledge that because – just for our listeners, look at how much growth is possible in such a short amount of time. And I would call a year a short amount of time, right? Like after so much heartache through various events, you can grow and change and change is possible. I think a lot of times people think that change is not possible, but it absolutely is. Like people are wired a certain way, but you can change that. Like you said, you're almost like overriding it now. Now you're observing your kind of default, whatever you were doing before. And now you're like working on changing that. Well, how crazy is it that the negative, let's say the negative, because there is positive ego. I got schooled that in Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like the negative side of ego is generally because we think a certain way and we're hurt that the outside world doesn't think how we think in that situation. Okay. All of my close friends have heard me say this a million times. My favorite thing about people is that we're different. Like, mm-hmm. I go into situations expecting us to disagree because we came from different upbringings. Mm-hmm. We came from different cultures. We came from different backgrounds. So it's like, it's just crazy that we allow that negativity, usually because we don't think that the person's not thinking how we think. We should be expecting that, not right. being upset when it happens, you know? Totally. That was a little deep. That was a little inception. I don't no, know. No, I, I, was I there. love, I think that's a really good point to, I don't know, I think that kind of brings up the point of empathy where, I agree with you. Like, I love that there's so many different people with so many different perspectives because that just means, well, it's exercising my empathy. And also it's a learning opportunity. I get to learn from other people's experiences and that makes me better and vice versa, you know, and people are open to that. So. And sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. Right. Just listening to somebody else's experience, understanding that how they looked at it, how they went through it, how Mm -hmm. they, you know, it just can open your eyes and be like, wow, okay. I can do this or I can do it this way or I can mm-hmm. do it that way. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay for me to do that. And it just changes your yeah. stance and your perspective. Yeah. Almost immediately just yeah. hearing somebody else's story. So, yeah. And I love that with the man talk Mondays, because I think it's just addressing the elephant in the room. Everyone's struggling with something. It doesn't even matter what it is, like you said, but once we can like <laughs> address the elephant in the room and then all chat with each other, there's so much opportunity for, collaboration, growth and healing, but with each other, as the saying goes, we're stronger together, right? So it's just really cool to see that evolve. And not even, not even just accept it. I want us to celebrate it. I want the guy who does it to be celebrated. I want to be bro, that's what I'm talking about. Like I want to pat it on the back and I want guys to see him celebrate it. Cause I think there's a way to accept someone saying something and there's Mm -hmm. someone, there's a way to be like, that's the way it should be done. I don't know how many, there's so many root statistics that we've looked at through men's league that men struggle with. Mm -hmm. And I think a great deal of them come from a lot of men walking around with a cross on their back because they don't believe that their problems are worth sharing or Mm -hmm. they believe they'll be looked at as soft or weak if they share it. And if we don't change that narrative, we're going to continue to struggle 
with certain things. Yeah. So. Totally. And I'm curious your thoughts. Something you said earlier brought up a thought where, yeah, like how men are cultured to man up and to not share their quote unquote weaknesses. But what if we just reframe the perspective of masculinity and to step into the full spectrum of it and not just that one part because like there's multiple parts of it. And Mm so part of it is maybe the more traditional like view of strength. But then the other part, I really like the phrase or saying tough and tender. Mm. So it's both and. It's not one or the other, but it's both and. So I'm curious your thoughts on that. She's doing it to us now. Mm-hmm. She's flipping. The, okay. Our <laughs> last question on our podcast is we always ask our guests to find masculinity mm-hmm. and what it means to them. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great question because it creates thought. Yeah. I think for me, I just think that it's about just being who you are mm-hmm. and whether it's tough or tender or mm-hmm. this or that or anything. It's just being true to yourself and being aware of who you are. I think there's a lot to do with self-awareness there Mm -hmm. and being comfortable with it and being true to it. Yeah. Masculinity can be so many different things. Yeah. And yeah, it could be a great provider. It could be a great father. It could be a strong lumberjack dude in the woods. That could be it too. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not, but like, you know, it's just who you are, understand who that is and own it and make an effort to be great at it. That's so awesome. I love that. For me. Yeah. For me. He's taken a lot of different answers to get to that answer. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, uh, next time I'll answer it different again. Yeah, but that's great. For sure. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What about for you? Oh, I have to answer it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll look at you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think my key to life is kind of what I talked about just before this. And I think it ties the same in for masculinity. We are all different people. Every single one of us. My brother and I, 15 months apart, completely different. So what it means to be a man, I don't think you can put in a box and give it to one person and say, this is the be all end all answer for every yeah. man on the planet. We've heard some amazing answers over the last year from people on our podcast and each one of them struck a chord with me that had truth to it. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing is knowing yourself and what you want and then you can go from there. Because like for me being a man personally, if I'm talking not generically anymore, is stepping up. It's kind of like a mixture of my father and my brother and some of the great men that have been around me. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad was like, one thing I admire about him is he was a quiet provider. Hmm. He would come in when you needed something, not even let you know that he did it, but he did it and you knew he did it for you. And it was like, he didn't need any thanks. He didn't need any kudos for doing it. And I always said, whenever I get to speak next time, if I have a wedding, get married again, if I, wherever, if I get to speak about him, I'm going to make sure he knows exactly how I appreciate the things he's done below the water. Mm -hmm. My brother's just selfless. I've seen selfless acts towards his family. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I've seen great men come before me as leaders and do stuff for the pack and do it the right way. I think to me, that's what being a man is personally, if you put me on the spot right now and ask me to step up and answer it. But my generic answer is what I said before is there's no, there is no one answer. Right. I appreciate that. And I I definitely agree because it just, it points to the fact that everyone has to take ownership over how they're going to show up. So what does that mean? And to go back to your point, like the first step is self-awareness. So understanding yourself first and then taking ownership of how you want to show up. Yeah. 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 It's a yeah. big, uh, big question. Self, well, and self-awareness is a big learning from us too. Huge. Like yeah. when we started this whole thing, when we were talking yeah. about relationships, it's like, oh yeah, you know, relationships, you know, brother, son, father, uncle, mm-hmm. you know, coworker, line mate. We're listing all of these relationships mm-hmm. all while missing the most important relationship. <laughs> And that's with yourself. Yeah. Totally. So that yeah. even for us, like when we, you know, we sat down, we literally made a, I think we actually made an actual <laughs> list of like things men can be in like yeah. in terms of a relationship. And it was like, I don't know, a couple dozen deep and we still didn't write down wow. relationship with ourselves. But yeah. Well. And I, you know, what's funny is it reminded me of a personal story. Like when I first was divorced, probably like eight or nine months after I got divorced, I was mm-hmm. just going on a date and was dating this girl and it wasn't going that well, you know, something happened. I was like, okay, well, it's early. I'm just going to kind of like back up from this. And and this guy was like, dude, you got to call her and tell her that it's done. And I was like, do I have to call her I mean, <laughs> right now? I mean, can I call her tomorrow? He's like, no. He's like, dude, we're making this company. Yeah. We want to talk about men's league. I'm like, he's like, be a man and give her a call and like give her that respect. And yeah. I was just like, huh. Even that to me was a growing experience for me. And like being a man is sometimes doing the uncomfortable thing. Mm -hmm. 
when it doesn't serve your purpose. Like it's, it's about just doing the right thing in that moment and giving the respect to the other person. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where I struggle the most because that could also apply to being a woman, Mm -hmm. (laughs) giving the respect. And this is where we originally asked the question and I was like, I don't know what it is anymore because I think a lot of those characteristics can be on both sides. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's really good insight. And yeah, it's not easy, but the point is to follow through and do it anyways. Like it's having uncomfortable conversations, conflict resolution. I mean, that one's not really a conflict, but it's just tying up loose ends. So, yeah. Yeah. Having the uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone. Mm, not easy. Whole nother podcast episode oh, man. for that. Yeah. I feel like I could talk to you guys <laughs> yeah. forever, honestly. Yeah. Like, and I think I have so many more questions on the sheet here, but maybe we'll just wrap it up and. First of all, if people wanted to get in touch, so like you have a community, so you have a platform for community where people can get in touch with you and have Mm -hmm. walk into the safe space that you've created and have difficult conversations and really share and be vulnerable. So how can people best get in touch with you to, yeah, connect with that community? Yeah. So first of all, men's league is spelled with a Z. Okay. Check. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure you know that. Or a Z, depending on where you're listening from. Yeah. Yeah, so mensleague.com is our website mm-hmm. and that gives you a ton of information on yeah. where you can go from there. Yeah. Instagram is at mensleague. Yeah. So definitely reach out to us out there. We have emails, Derek at mensleague, Fabian at mensleague, and mm-hmm. we're on those all the time. Awesome. And, yeah. And Clubhouse. And Clubhouse, <laughs> the Men's League room. Is that what it's called? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Wednesdays, Wednesdays Mountain yeah. Time. Awesome. Be I think, there. Yeah, come check us out. Yeah. It's a fun time and you'll get a lot of different perspectives from cool. people all over the world. So it's the great. best part. It's like yeah. People are coming in from South Africa and the US <sighs> yes. and California and Hawaii and just like it's a really cool space to yeah. talk about ego and some of those mm-hmm. things and you know, just to warm yourself up. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you don't have to talk. You can just come in and listen, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, super safe. Yeah, super <laughs> safe. We're not asking you to come up here and <laughs> yeah. talk. Uh, but it, if you want to, yeah, come on up. Yeah. Share that perspective. Cool. But yeah, Clubhouse is another way to get a hold of us. Awesome. Yeah. I'm curious, do you have any parting words? Anything that like, I know we didn't touch on quite a few things, but anything that you feel like you want to kind of get out there, anything, yeah, a message you want to share with the listeners? For me, it's just if you're a man and you feel like you're going through something and you want to talk about it, give us a call. Cool. Honestly, get a hold of us. And like whether or not we can facilitate exactly what you're looking for, we take pride in being able to do that. But we can definitely give you the community to be able to just come in and maybe find somebody else to talk about it with, mm-hmm. you know, when it doesn't have to be professional or anything. Come check us out, poke around, and yeah. we're open to feedback, and we'd love to see you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned in the beginning is it took me losing three people. It took me going through panic attacks to realize that, hey, you know what, you've done decent in life, but there's a lot of things we could have done better. Mm -hmm. I think it would be lying if any person said that they couldn't get 1% better. Mm -hmm. So like, let's make it happen here. Let's get to work and let's become better together. Like that's what it's all about, trying to make the new wave of gentlemen and we want you. If you'd identify as a man, come check us out. Mm Mm-hmm. Better together. I love that. Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you both for taking the time to come on the podcast today and share your story and perspective and all about men's league. And I just want to, yeah, point our listeners there because we need community. We can't do life alone. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to the root podcast. If you're interested in learning more or would like to share your story, go to our website, theroopodcast.com to get in touch.